0: Life in the clouds with your host Carlton and Deidre, and we're here on a Wednesday, as we are trying to keep this podcast rolling right along. I don't know why you just made that face because I said it's a Wednesday. It's okay for to me to say. It's okay for me to say what day it is. Perfectly fine. <laughs> fine. Um, for people to and know, they wouldn't have
1: known you that I frowned if you hadn't said
0: that. I. Yes, but they they like our individual banter back and forth. That's the whole reason why they come in, is to hear us uh, banter back and forth. So we're going to start this over. This is Life in the Clouds with your hosts, Carlton and Deidre. And, of course, it is a Wednesday, and we're here tonight just to get a little podcast in the bag. Um, You can find us on iTunes, Podomatic, and Stitcher. Search life in the clouds you can find us on google play also search life in the clouds and we're going to jump right into it ma'am what is new with you
1: oh wow i started back to work and it's the second week and the baby is doing good and i honestly have trouble keeping track of what day I'm on and who's doing what and what I'm doing so it takes me at least three minutes to like for the computer brain to crank it up and figure out what's new
0: I'm not sure what you mean when you say you're not sure what, what like, I don't know what day it is sometimes no oh know for
1: example I started back to work so on Monday I went to work and of course you have the office banter and it's like oh how was your weekend what'd you do it takes me a minute. I'm like, I don't remember the weekend. <laughs> mm. It was a blur. I don't remember what we did. So by the time the other person has finished explaining a few things of what they did, then I'll say, oh, wait, hold on. I remember. And then I said, oh, my oldest went to exercise with me on Saturday, and it was fun, and her friend came, and I made fun of them, and the coach was um, making fun of them as well, and I took pictures. Mm. And I sent those pictures to her friend's mom to prove that she worked out. She wasn't being all sitting around, and she picked up, you know, and lifted a kettlebell.
0: So. Mm-hmm. And what was her mom's response to that? Her the, mom
1: said, she lifted that? And I said, yes, she did.
0: So now she'll yeah. never be able to say, Mom, nope, that's too heavy for me. Because she's got pictures. Because she's I got said, pictures your of proof. her hoisting a kettlebell.
1: That is correct. Okay. Yes.
0: So we got those junior CrossFit kids going. <laughs>
1: Don't say that i'm I'm trying to do that, but I don't
0: want them to know, so I'm oh, trying to ease them into it. Shh. well, it must be rubbing off though because they wanted to go and do lacrosse practice this week, so wow. obviously they want to do something exercise yeah. related.
1: yeah, okay, so
0: hey, anything's we'll better see. Who than all all on involved
1: couch. at lacrosse practice? Is it just the girls And and ask the questions? Is it only girls practicing or boys practicing too? Uh,
0: does it matter?
1: yes why to see what the real motivation is behind what difference does it make
0: everybody needs a motivation to work out
1: that's the motivation you want your child to start with
0: what's wrong with with that motivation
1: I just don't think that's a good way to start off
0: if you're working with somebody trying to get them to establish a good habit you find a reason a motive a motivation for them to do the thing that they're doing
1: At this age, having a boy as a motivation, I'm not going to buy into that. No, no, nobody
0: said that it was a boy that's a motivation. But if your motivation is because you want to be around the lacrosse kids and you want to hang out with your friends at the same time and that gets you to get off your behind and off the couch and go exercise, then what's wrong with that? I can't
1: explain what's wrong with it, but just. I understand your point.
0: Listen, ladies and gentlemen, please send us some feedback this week <laughs> and let me know if I'm being completely out of control. Because I've been told by both the wife and the teenagers that I'm out of control. So I'm willing to take that uh, feedback from you. I'm not saying that it don't matter, but I definitely would like to hear it.
1: Gotcha. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. I look forward to hearing the answer. Yeah. See if it's the same as mine.
0: I see. You didn't really give me one, though. So what's new with you? So what's new with me is absolutely nothing. I am working and enjoying life as a government contractor. So for those of you who listened to our last podcast where we went on quite the rant about the government shutdown and the lack of getting work done and people not doing their jobs and blah, 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 um, you know, I'm dealing with a classic case of a government efficiency in my position. So I won't go into the details, but suffice it to say it has been a very non-productive three weeks that I've been uh, back on project. So, um, super exciting, uh, makes for great days. Um, now you're lying. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm lying. So (laughs) it has made my days pretty difficult because I'm essentially, Uh, being paid to just chill out um, until some government person somewhere pushes a button uh, to allow me to actually do things. So um, it's pretty frustrating having been on the government side um, and been a person who has to push that button. I'm pretty confused as to why it's taking so long. Um, And I had a long conversation today with a government person who also, was explaining to me that there, you know, there's reasons why it might be taking as long as it is, and it was everything within my power not to tell that person uh, that they were not informed um, in terms of what is involved in uh, doing the thing that I need this person to do, um, and reminding them that I've already done that in my capacity, my former capacity. You had uh, to remind them. Of that. I did not. I did oh, not. I was. Oh, I was very oh. good. See. See, oh, I'm didn't? growing. I was like, good. See, Ooh. I'm growing. Yes, you I'm are. I'm growing. I did not do that. Good
1: job. Honey. Yeah, so
0: Excellent. that's what's new with me. I'm growing and learning. Oh, um, wonderful. I also spent about a week hobbling around. Um, oh, yeah. And so that wasn't so much fun, but I'm glad to be able to get up and walk again. So at least I'm not sitting at my desk unable to move. Uh, now <laughs> I can get up and walk around. So... Awesome. Good stuff. All right, so tonight's episode... Uh, we're going to be dealing with some hot-button topics. Uh, we figure after last week's fiery rant, we needed to get back to what we're supposed to be doing on this podcast, We're just talking about marriage. But we figured we enjoyed the rants so much that we would try and also um, hit some of the hot-button things that mm-hmm. come up in terms of marriage.
1: Could I just interject yes, that ma'am. there could be uh, another rant looming come February 9th? less us in let's case we
0: will we will our leaders
1: don't get it together i'm just I interject that we will cross I might that bridge have another rant i'm just
0: we will cross that bridge when we get there right now today is the 31st of january and i'm going to operate as if my elected leaders are going to actually get something accomplished in the next week or so Uh, And so that we will not have to have another Mm rant, come Mm -hmm. February ninth, especially since it ends on a Thursday, this time, Uh, instead of it being a Friday going into a weekend, it actually ends on a Thursday, meaning that there could be a Friday. um, It
1: ends on a Thursday. On a
0: Thursday, yes. Thursday at midnight. They
1: picked a Thursday at midnight. Yeah. uh
0: Why? Don't ask me. Again, I didn't realize the ninth was a Thursday. Ma'am, this is not what we're. This is not what we're doing. This is not what we're doing. This is not what this episode is about. Okay, that's not what this episode is about. That is a hot button, but it's not the hot buttons that we're going to discuss tonight. Okay? <laughs> Ma'am?
1: I can't even talk right now. Thursday? <laughs> February 9th is a Thursday. I thought it was a
0: Friday. No, I'm sorry, I'm I thought not, it was a Saturday. No, if I'm not mistaken, no, and I'm no, going to pull up no, my handy-dandy calendar, calendar no, here. no, no, no. No, the 8th. Yeah, is when it runs out. Mm-hmm. It runs out the eighth, which is a Thursday, at eleven fifty nine. Friday the ninth, we would be in a shutdown scenario because the government would not be funded. I don't know. I don't don't ask. I'm, 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 I'm not I'm, the. I, I'm done. I, I, don't, I don't. I'm I don't not asking you campaign. anything. I don't, I, don't I don't want you want to, to answer. Shh, 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 shh. All I know is. The issues are very complex. Uh. And on to the hot button topics. Hot button, hot button.
1: You just and pushed the hot button. I
0: know. I know. That's the why. issues are complex. Yes, issues are complex. These issues we're about to talk about in these hot What's button. What's the first
1: complex issue?
0: These hot button topics are very difficult. Mm-hmm. So the first one is friends and external relationships.
1: Does that include your family?
0: Uh, well, family technically would be external to your relationship. Sure. Okay, just curious. So I hadn't explicitly you didn't put family friends. I did not explicitly write in the notes here, uh, family friends, but or family, but definitely um, external relationships. So we have an article here that is not coming up. An article is taken from the book, Boundaries in Marriage, by Dr. Henry Cloud, and it talks about how outside parties can disrupt relationships. Um, The article starts, Marriage is an exclusive club. Marriage is a Mm. two-person arrangement, leaving out all other parties. Uh, This is why wedding vows often include the phrase, forsaking all others. Mm. Boundaries in marriage are meant to create a safe place for one's soul third parties can become re- disruptive to this sa- to this safety. And that reminds me of um, uh, my dad and how he was always remarking on our wedding because Pastor, when he was <laughs> doing his little sermonette uh, at our wedding, called all the in-laws outlaws. Yes, that is and correct. he said that the in-laws are now outlaws because this marriage is sectioned off from yes. uh, family. He told the he told the in-laws to stay on the outside
1: mm-hmm. and
0: let us manage and figure out our way mm-hmm. uh, as a young couple. And he nice. used to always, whenever yes, he, he would come yes, down to did. Texas, he would always tell, tell your pastor that the outlaws are in town. That is correct. Um, and so, but that's, that's so very true. Um, goes on to say, our love often gets segmented into other places. This problem called triangulation is one of the great enemies of good marriages triangulation occurs when one spouse brings in a third party for an unhealthy reason an unhealthy reason a triangle is created when for example a wife person A goes to a friend person C for something that she should go to her husband person B for Mm. or in a family setting a sibling person A calls you person C and talk about mom's problem Mm. without first talking to mom person B here are some examples of triangulation that occur in marriage. A wife talks to her best friend about her unhappiness with her husband, but doesn't let him know her feelings. A husband confides in his secretary that his wife doesn't understand him. That's kind of a, an antiquated <laughs> example. Yes. Um, one spouse... Mo- Maybe
1: co-worker would be more... Yeah,
0: probably. Uh. Um... I don't know how many people have. Do people? I mean, I guess people yes, do have secretary. They um, Have
1: executive assistant. There
0: we go. Executive assistants, administrative assistants. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Administrative assistant today.
0: Yeah. One spouse makes their child a confidant, mm. becoming closer to the child than her mate. A husband is more invested in his parents than in his wife. Mm-hmm. In all those examples, a spouse is taking a part of his heart away from his mate and bringing it to an outside source. This is not only painful, but also unjust. Right. So I'm going to stop there. Mm-hmm. Um, can you think of some other examples of triangulation in marriage?
1: No. <laughs> I mean, no, because I mean, it happens with your family, mm-hmm. your friends, um, coworkers, coworkers. And so it's really easy, I think, to fall into that bad habit. Um, so for me, it's all about being aware of what I'm saying. And one of the things I remember from, um, counseling or early in our marriage, one of the two was about, um, you know, if nobody... If somebody knows me but they don't know you, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Then I'm your representative, right? And so, what kind of what 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 kind of PR am I giving you? Mm-hmm. So being aware of what I'm saying and how I'm saying it, and the tone and the context, you know, all those different things. But basically, what kind of image am I portraying of my spouse? Is it an honest image? Is it exaggerated and negative? Is it exaggerated and positive? So. To me, those are the types of things that I think about in terms of what I'm actually saying, um, and so I've just always kind of been aware of that. Mm-hmm. Um, from a f- and that from a friendship perspective, it it changes over time because there's some friends, you know, I can call and talk about how you know you're not being nice to me and you like hit me in the head with the pillow, or. <laughs> you you know tell me to not get on my soapbox and say you know these types of things or mm-hmm. you know you different little do. things what I'm not going to do right so there are certain friends I'm I'm able to call and do that and just no to do but they know you also mm-hmm. so it's not like I'm misrepresenting because they know yeah he would do that like <laughs> yeah they wouldn't be shocked you know um. so but it's but it's also it's hard to really strike a balance and know when you've kind of stepped over the line
0: you mean in when terms of when you've gone oversharing?
1: too far yes in terms of oversharing correct okay. correct yeah um so i don't know that i have an answer i think it's just a you just have yeah. to be mindful of what you're saying who you're saying it to is it a safe person mm
0: mm-hmm. mhm and you have to make sure you gotta always take into account the maturity of the person as well, Absolutely. Sure. because you know Absolutely. for those of you who do tend to share about your relationship, remember you might be frustrated with your spouse for a day, and then you and your spouse make up, but your friends, your family, they yeah. don't, they they may not make up with your spouse. Right. They may carry the animosity of, from from whatever disappointment yes. or frustration you share with them. And now they're harboring resentment that they can't resolve. Yeah. uh, Because, you know, you've gotten over it, but they're still dealing with it. So Mm -hmm. you have to make sure that the people that you confide in are mature enough to handle the stuff that you're telling them. Right.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, because that was one of the things, particularly in terms of in-laws, that we talked about in counseling, you know, they made a point, or pastor made a point of saying don't talk to your folks about your spouse's shortcomings mm-hmm. because yeah. while you have the context to know that your spouse is doing or may not be good at X, mm-hmm. Y, or Z, sure, but they are good at A, B, and C, mm-hmm. your in-laws and other people will only see the thing that they're not good at. Sure. They won't see the things that they are doing and they'll just assume that, oh, my God, this person is doing everything and their spouse isn't doing anything without really knowing yep. the situation yep. or knowing what's going on inside the relationship. That's a good point. So what do you do when you happen to be person C in the relationship? Or has that ever happened to you where you've got friends, you've got married, you've got married friends or you've got a co-worker mm-hmm. and that co-worker seems to be oversharing mm-hmm. with you um, how do you deal with um, well like what we're talking about right now so um, you've got a co-worker that they se- seem to be consistently downing their spouse
1: mm-hmm.
0: talking bad about their spouse complaining about their spouse and that's all they seem to do mm-hmm. to you like, how do you like? How do you communicate with that person um, to, you know, figure out is this just? Hey, I just happen to be the person that they vent to. Is there really, you know, like how do you get deeper than just the surface of? Oh, you know, husbands are dumb. Um, mm. Down to you know, help that person.
1: I think it depends on the part. It, so it depends on like the context because a lot of people are just wanting to complain and just to talk.
0: Yeah. Okay. So uh,
1: that in my experience, I'm, it's just, you're wanting to complain just to talk. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't, I don't think that I've run into very many people where that's not the case. And then there's the flip side where there's, people who are you know they'll whine and complain but then they also will say positive things about their spouse and try to give it a balance Mm so I don't know if
0: I've really answered well I mean I get what you're saying sometimes you just have to just listen correct Mm -hmm. yes what about when it's somebody that's close though Hmm.
1: It's uh, listening to determine again, is it just venting? Is there additional steps that I need to take or do they need help? Or, mm-hmm. you know, if it's beyond my depth, are you, you know, asking those next questions? Are you going to a counselor? Are you reaching out for that external help to get the help that you need? Are you guys together going? Or, this, you know, my is my friend just going? or mm-hmm. um, And making those suggestions because it, it's going to get to a point where it's, you know a lot of different things laid on top of a lot of different other things right and I'm not able to walk through that in a way that is you know helpful not not, not, I wouldn't say in a way that's helpful but you know I'm not a psychologist I'm not a counselor so there's some situations where I'm not comfortable saying you know this or that or that or this
0: Yeah. okay on to the next hot button now this is the ho- almost one of the hottest buttons that you can hit in marriage. Really? And that's finances. Oh
1: yeah, that's true.
0: The money fight is the hardest fight. It's the fight <laughs> that comes up all the time and all the ways. That is true. That is and true. when we were um doing our uh financial peace university, we used yes. to talk about the money fights all the time.
1: Yes, what did we uh, say? I don't remember.
0: Well, we just talked, was, I mean, these are just Dave Ramsey's. been through Ramsey's. a lot, you know. Well, so Dave Ramsey uh, has this Financial Peace University, and we used to teach that class. Um, and he talks about the money fight all the time. And in one of the articles on the website, um, things that, seven points of conflict that can cause marital problems. Um, one of them being separate but equal. Some couples think the best way to avoid Some couples, um, as my tablet decides it wants me to make a phone call, some couples think the best way to avoid money arguments is to keep separate checking accounts. Mm. His paycheck goes into one account, hers goes into another, and they both each pay bills separately. No harm, no foul, right? And and from Dave's perspective, he'll say, wrong. This lays the groundwork for financial problems as time goes on. Mm. Marriage is a partnership. The officiant says and now you are one both parties need to be involved in the finances separating the money and splitting the bills is a bad idea that will only lead to more marital problems down the road don't keep separate accounts put all your money together and begin to mm. look at it as a what? whole now what? I can tell what? you that this is a hot button because yes. I remember um when we had one of the one of the financial peace classes after this particular lesson on you know combining your bank accounts mm-hmm. it was pretty contentious in the room because uh, you know there were some people that were very strongly on Dave's side mm-hmm. saying yes you should pool all your money together and work together as a team and you had folks on the other side of the coin that were Know we separate things, mm-hmm. and that is what works best for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, from our perspective, you know, we combined our monies together, well, but it was uh, easy for us uh, thank you. because. <laughs> We
1: didn't have you any money. You had two dimes, and I had two nickels and a couple of pennies. oh uh, uh, wait a So, uh, you know. No, I'm
0: sorry. You made more than me in the well, beginning. Well, that's true. So, you so had the I dimes. Had, I had two dollars. You had the dimes. Wait, why's it got to be dollars? And I had dimes. You
1: had two. No, no, no. I had two dollars, and you had like a dollar and a couple of dimes. Like, it was like that. <laughs> right? So, it wasn't much, yes. you know, for us to... Put it all together and yes. like because we it just wasn't and we were young and so it was yeah. you know way different. So I remember a friend of mine got married later in in life and um, so I think they were past thirty. I think they were past thirty. So anyway, they have both been working you know for several years and mm-hmm. you know independent, living their separate lives. You know, single, functional people, and then they you know come together and so I remember having the. Really passionate uh, debate <laughs> about like I don't understand. Just put it all together, you know, such as so and so. Yeah. And so I remember like the spreadsheet that my friend showed me about like her assets and liabilities and his assets and liabilities and how you know from a you know when you looked at it like it didn't like make sense or wasn't necessarily quote unquote fair to pull together put everything all together because mm-hmm. one of them had more debt and the other one didn't. Yeah. And then somebody had more savings, and like it was. Yeah, and, uh, and I understood her no, point. No, I get it. I get it. But at the same time, I'm just like, well, what? It but What? Y'all does, are getting married, and it's all it it is it, it fundamentally like you get married, and then you're each other's beneficiaries, and it's all the same anyway. If somebody dies, right? So just put it all together.
0: I I, I mean, I think so, I think there's. I think there's a, a level of trust that has to exist in order for you to make the decision that you're going to merge your finances, no really? matter what. I mean, because we oh. we married we married young people that, you know, were like starting out, mm-hmm. you know, like we were and we're like, nope, we're going to have our separate accounts sure. because, yeah, sure. you know, I manage my money a certain way. and He manages his yeah. money a certain way. Sure. And it's too much of a battle to mm. try and put it together right you know i recommendation of course is to try and get your money as close together sure. as possible because it simplifies things right. it also matures it matures both of you that is true because it now means that instead of everybody making decisions on their own mm-hmm. now you're making decisions as a collective group correct um you know, but you every, can still
1: argue and say that you're doing that same thing with separate accounts. You
0: can do a lot of things if
1: everybody has access to the you, separate accounts. Anyway, you
0: can do right? a lot of things. You can
1: nuance your way through and, keeping
0: it. And what do they say? What do they say at the end of those financial commercials? Your everybody's financial, everybody's financial situation is different. <laughs> Contact a professional to talk about your individual situation. So. That was quite the jump cut that just happened right now because uh, we got uh, interrupted by the teenager who knocked on the door mid um, conversation yes. about separate financial um, bank accounts and other things. And I think I was saying something along the lines of, um, you know, past performance is not indicative of future <laughs> results. And that everybody's financial situation is different, and so you should consider what works best for you and your spouse. Um, For us, um, and and we joke about it all the time, it was much simpler for us to have one account and to manage our finances together, because we didn't have a whole lot uh, when we got started, so it didn't really matter. Um, how many accounts we had because we really only had enough money to put in one account. <laughs> um, and uh, and I think you were joking me about how you had dollars and I had yeah. dimes. You had
1: dollars um, and dimes. I had two dollars. Mm. You had a dollar and two dimes.
0: Okay. Well, that was good. I mean, you were a high-powered executive. Uh, funny. And I was a teacher. And so that made for quite the... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, financial paycheck disparity Mm -hmm. but I would say that there are a lot of different ways to manage your finances um that allow for the trust um for two for the two of you even if you don't you know combine everything together I know back when we were doing the financial planning and stuff I had one client um where the wife was a stay at home mom and the husband made a pretty decent salary And so how they managed it, um, you know, money went into a central account um, and then they were then paid from that central account and they managed their bills from the money that they received from the central account. But again, it all depends on how you're going to structure it. The key is, are you communicating sure. about the structure? And the transparency. And are you transparent mm-hmm. in where your money is going? And are you making sure that you're not making financial decisions that put the family at risk? Right. You know, taking out a bunch of credit cards that you're not paying and then destroying your credit or getting having to go bankrupt because of your own situation and then it drags sure. down everyone else. So. Communicate, communicate, communicate. Absolutely. Uh, da, da, da. What so, else is the article? Uh, some other things in the article, when we talk about you know conflict um, from a financial perspective, if you have differences in lifestyle, one person's perfectly content shopping at Goodwill, uh, the other person wants to go to, you know the the Fenty. Uh, boutique or, well, I guess Fenty. Fenty's not I don't those. Know. Fenty is I don't makeup, know. but um, you know they they one person wants to buy used, Regular and the other person wants to buy new designer. You anything. know, okay, you know, and so marriage is all about compromise. If one of you is attached to name brand items, consider shopping at an outlet uh, so that you can get the affordable prices and still get the brands that you feel like you have to have. Mm-hmm um income for most couples one of them probably makes more than the other rarely uh, will you both be making the exact same amount of money but right. whether the amount comes to 50 or 50,000 more a year the problem the same problems can arise uh, instead of seeing the full pot as our money you might think you have leverage excuse me leverage over the other all thanks to a few extra digits on your paycheck mm. Uh, Sometimes a spouse bringing in the most money can feel entitled to the most, uh, Mm -hmm. to have the most say. Nice.
1: Do you feel entitled?
0: I don't have the most say. Oh, okay. (laughs) So It doesn't matter whether I feel entitled or not. I do not have the most say. (laughs) Um,
1: Wait, but you didn't answer my question. What? If you feel entitled or not, since you make more.
0: I don't have the most say. Do
1: you feel entitled?
0: My feelings are not okay. facts. I do not have the most say. Okay. I have a wife and two daughters. The baby doesn't get a a, a vote yet, but I don't have the most say.
1: Um,
0: so it says here, it's not yours or mine. It's ours. There's no reason to hold a higher income over the other's head. You're on the same team. Start acting like it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things we always say in counseling, we make sure that couples always know Your spouse is not your enemy. That's true. So never go into it saying that your spouse is your enemy because what's the point? You married them. So why would you marry your enemy? Yeah. You know, we were just talking to the teenager about um, marriage not always being about love um, and how sometimes they were marriages of territory and power Mm -hmm. and those types of things. But even in the end, nobody married their enemy. So uh, don't treat your spouse that way. Um, lastly, let's talk about expectations. The quickest way to feel unfulfilled and unsatisfied is when you expect things to go a certain way, only to find out reality is a bit different. If you always thought you have to immediately buy a house after getting married, mm. you might feel let down when you celebrate your first anniversary in the apartment you're renting. Don't let your unrealistic expectations pave the way for marital problems and discord. Mm. And then, yep. Yeah, and then it says here: there's no rule stating married couples have to buy a home during their first year of marriage, or Amen. start, <laughs> or start a family,
1: Amen. or
0: go on a trip to Paris.
1: Amen.
0: If those things aren't feasible for you right now, stop worrying. Get your finances in order now, so that later you can make your dream a reality.
1: Mm. Amen. So that's good advice.
0: Those are definitely some good ones. I, I really yeah. like this particular That's
1: article. Don't be pressured. Take your time.
0: That's right.
1: You have plenty of time to have a mortgage and a you <laughs> know, homeowner's insurance. and you know, The water heater's going to break, and then you got to replace the roof. Don't forget painting the rooms. Yep. But uh, anyway, <laughs> you have plenty of time for that.
0: That is true. Just that relax. is true. That is true. All right, so we had two more on my handy-dandy note sheet here, and I'm going to let you pick uh, which ones uh, do you want... Which one do you want to close out this episode with? So we have fighting, and we have sex. Why don't we just close it out with sex? all right do then. <laughs> um, Are you shocked? I didn't think you were going to go there. So let's see. So we have... The article that we that I pulled up here um, is entitled Too Tired for Sex.
1: Why you picked that one?
0: Because we have a baby. <laughs> and that seemed very apt for our situation. <laughs> um, so, it says here, parents reveal how often they have sex in this exclusive poll. Um, confession. I can't remember the last time My spouse and I had sex. Did we do it on our past date night? Nope. Was it on our recent vacation to Cancun? Not even then. The reason for this drought is our two-year-old daughter who's drained our libidos like a tiny vampire in pigtails. And a new survey reveals we're hardly the only parents whose love life is on life support. Um, This this article comes from Parenting.com. Parenting recently teamed up with HLN's Raising America with Kyra Phillips to poll moms and dads about what their lives are really like mm. and more than 1,000 men and women spilled <laughs> some startling frank, startlingly frank details about what they're doing or rather not doing. Why is it startling? I, I don't know. I don't see why <laughs> anybody startling? Is, I don't see why anybody's shocked exactly. that parents with new babies are tired. Um, but like it says here uh, da, 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 da. while 45% of respondents said they have sex with their partner once or twice a week 30% only get it on once or twice a month 10% do the deed less than once a month while 15% said sex what's that couples may claim they're too busy or too tired to make the bed springs sing but if you delve beneath this too few hours in a day excuse it's a more complicated story hmm. What these stats say to me is that couples don't prioritize sex or aren't sure how to prioritize sex in the onslaught of new responsibilities and roles as parents. Say, uh, Ian Kerner, PhD, author of Sex Recharge, a rejuvenation plan for couples and singles. Oh, boy. They fall into the category of wanting to want sex, but not (laughs) wanting it. I'm going to stop there. Why? Um...
1: That's a good point. It's kind of almost the same as, like, what you do with your money, right? You've got to prioritize
0: budget, make a plan, and... Yeah, you got to prioritize, you, know, you got to budget, you got to make a plan. It's not but, very romantic well, when you say it that way, and however. That, and, and that's the thing. And that's the thing right there. <laughs> that's what it is, you know, because... That's
1: not romantic.
0: That's the... That's... When you think about... When you think about having sex or being intimate with your partner, right, you think about what the movies tell you and what you read in books or mm-hmm. what you see on TV and there are these long elaborate romantic things you go on yes. a date and then you come home and they're filled with passion and everything yes. and and we're and now you're talking about well we need to schedule and we need to get down on a calendar and we need to make a to-do list and we sure. need to put some things aside uh, in order to make it happen um, and that can be a challenge that can definitely be a challenge for new parents, especially, you know, I, I won't joke about us because, of course, we've already had two. So we've been down the road a little bit. Right. But for folks that are having and dealing with their first child mm-hmm. and all of the newness of everything Absolutely. and trying to figure out why the baby's crying. and
1: <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> or you've got a bed right. that's completely covered and in the, you baby know, toys. You're and also assuming a healthy baby. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And we just talk
1: about just those standard tiredness, but there's, you know, additional mm-hmm. levels of tired and emotional stress if you've got a sick baby, mm-hmm. you know, that's here or, you know, in NICU or whatever. So, or that may um, develop issues even after coming home. So it's, it's, with all of those types of things, it does require effort and thought mm-hmm. that a lot of times just get, like in the article just mentioned, gets pushed to the back burner and you do have to have a prioritization discussion and a <laughs> schedule, and a, you know, date night or time alone or just sit and talk or, you know, and also I think there, there's a stigma about sex being this very big, like pressure, right? Like it's like, mm-hmm. this, it's a lot of pressure built up to it, but it's more than just that. It's also about being intimate and being able to freely talk and just, have a good time. So making time and space to just spend time together as a couple. Yes. Prioritizing that, um, I think, makes the pressure lift, mm-hmm. and it makes you know, it just makes it a lot easier.
0: Yeah, and like we had in the financial ar- article too, talked about unreasonable expectations. Yes. You know, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, sex is not always going to be, you yeah. know, blowing the doors off. <laughs> of the bedroom you know like it's just not always gonna be that way that's fair and you know some people go into the marriage game uh without really having a good understanding of what mm-hmm. you know reality uh, a rea- like. a re- <laughs> realistic sex life is going so that's to why look they're like.
1: astonished They're
0: yes yeah, the, the startling statistics Stark. you know you're finding out um <laughs> such a uh, I think that's funny. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, yeah. it, it, that's just the way that it is. You find that um, you have these expectations built up of what sex is and how it's going to be. Yeah. And then you're, especially if you're coming into marriage and, you know, you really don't have any experience mm-hmm. um, with, with sex. And so you're thinking... You know, you might have one spouse who's thinking, man, when I get married, we're going to do it all the time. And the other spouse is thinking, when we get married, you know, it'll be nice if we, you know, we'll have sex, you know, once a week. And especially if you're not communicating about those things before yeah, you get married. Absolutely. Um, you know, you can both come in with your eyes uh, closed as opposed sure. to your eyes wide open. Right. And just run headlong into, you know, a bad situation. And so, again, communication is key Uh, for our new parents in the audience. You've got to make sure that you're uh, at least thinking about making space, creating some margin in your days or in your weeks in order to, you know, connect with your spouse um, you know, for those who aren't really dealing with kid issues but they're dealing with busyness, right, you've gotta make the space. You've gotta create margin in your life that allows you to have that closeness with your spouse. If your everything you're doing goes right up until the very last moment when you have to go to bed, it's gonna be very hard yeah. to try and shift gears to then you know, get in the mood, sure, so to speak. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's
1: right. That's a great subject on ending the episode.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good place to end it off. I hope that everybody uh, creates some margin this week uh, and make some space in their marriages and their relationships for one another. I hope that you guys will take some of these hot buttons and uh, try and talk through your situation with your spouse, uh, and see where you can improve, um, where, where you guys can improve in these areas, whether it be finances, whether it be sex, um, or any of the other topics that we talked about, communication, we didn't actually talk about fighting, but if you're talking about your friends, <laughs> talking about uh, we didn't not this time. We didn't oh, 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 it. no, no, no. I'm no, just no, saying for tonight, we're talking friends, about the hot button Correct. So, and external relationships. Yeah, sense. yeah, yeah. Talk with your spouse. Take some take a temperature of where you are in the areas that we talked, talked about tonight. See how you can improve. Uh, and get back to us. Let us know what you think. Let us know how you're feeling. Let us know how we can help you guys. We'd love to be able to answer your questions, so please send those questions in to feedback at lifeinthecloudspod.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter at gods underscore man. Uh, And this is Carlton and Deidre, and we're saying good night. Have a great night.